This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season four entitled Be Mentally Tough. Today in episode seven, we are going to dive into the second block on our second tier uh, of our mental toughness model, which is technical preparation. So again, we're we're here in season four, diving through the McGuire Ivy Selking model of mental toughness, which I developed with my colleagues, Drs. Rick McGuire. Woo! Not MacGyver, although I did love MacGyver when I was a kid growing up. He and Indiana Jones were like my first love. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Rick McGuire and Dr. Pat Ivey out of the University of Missouri, um, we collaborated together to develop this model of mental toughness, which has really been resonating well with coaches and athletes across the country and understanding really what goes into building a mentally tough culture in, in a team or in an organization. And so in a couple months or weeks, I'm not sure when our release date is, but we actually have a training DVD coming out of the three of us walking through that model in general. So keep your ears and eyes open for that. I'll be sure to let you know when that comes out. Um, But this season in the podcast, just working through this model, relatively short, quick episodes to just help you get a conception of what does it really mean to be mentally tough? And then furthermore, how can I understand these components to take them into my team or organization? And again, really help build that culture of mental toughness, which really is is a high performance culture, right? And so tier one of this model really looked at motivation. What does that mean? What does that look like? How do we build it? And we are now in tier two, which is preparation. We talked last week about physical preparation, and today we're going to be talking about technical preparation. And again, here at the Selking Performance Group, we really work with individuals, teams, and organizations from the locker room to the boardroom, so from the sports space to the business space, on understanding and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash performance excellence. And again, if there's any way that we can help or support you or your team, your organization, don't hesitate to reach out to me uh, directly. My email is amber at selkingperformance.com. Um, so again, we're just we're just thrilled to be able to bring this content to people to help to start to consider other elements of high performance in terms of mental performance and leadership in that cultural development aspect. And so um, working with Lippert Components and, and continuing to expand my opportunity of influence with our team there, now working with our leadership development team, um, the Dream Achiever Program, our philanthropy group and diversity inclusion, and again, just helping integrate um, human performance into our organization. And then as always serving with the mental performance coach uh, with Coach Kelly and Notre Dame football here at the University of Notre Dame. Uh, things are going well so far. We're having a great season with an incredible group of young men and we get to talk and work on this stuff every single day. So it's a pleasure to also be able to bring it to you. So let's dive in 
Today, again, looking at the mental toughness marker of technical preparation. So again, these mental toughness markers are things that we witness or see or or, uh, are replicated in people that we could say, hey, they're doing that or they have this marker. So that's an indication that they are mentally tough. And so technical preparation is all about the fundamental skills of your craft, right? This is your fundamental techniques. And the reality of, of this is that this isn't just in sport. This isn't anything from sports to human resources, to accounting, to leadership, to being a surgeon. Like there are some fundamental techniques in whatever your role is as a parent, as a leader, as a spouse, as a contributor to your team, your organization. You've got some technique that you have to have if you're ever going to continue uh, to expand your your influence and expand your role and be really, really good at what you do. So you got to start to understand what is the technique of my craft? Where am I maybe really strong and where do I really need to step back and say, hey, I have some area of opportunity for growth here and get intentional about that growth because that's what's going to allow you to hit new levels of of expertise, of influence, and of excellence in whatever it is that you're after. And we can grow these techniques, right? When we do leadership development, I mean, leadership is a skill. It can be taught. There's behaviors that we can train people on. And if we're willing and open to learn and to grow those, again, we open ourselves up for greater levels of influence and impact in this world, which is what we can and should all be after, regardless of the domain that you're in. And listen, here's the thing. Like, I see so many kids today, they watch they watch pro sport, right? And they think, ah, I want to be creative and flow out there, right? I want to be Kobe or I want to be Jerry Rice or I want to be Mia Hamm and, and play and be creative and do all this fun, cool stuff. But here's what everybody needs to understand. That level of expertise and creativity is only allowed because those individuals have built the foundational technique into how they function. So this is basic motor programming and motor learning, right? Every time we learn a new skill or a craft, it's based on a motor program that gets wired in at the neurological and muscular level, right? And so that creativity is allowed to come out when that foundational motor program is very, very well built. But a lot of times we skip over that. Like technique training can be boring, right? Like repping drills and fundamentals can be boring. It is. But listen, we've talked about this before. There is a mundaity to excellence because because excellence requires solid, solid, solid foundation so that when we are in an open environment, right, or, or adversity comes or pressure comes, we're going to resort to whatever fundamentals we've built and wired in at the neurological level. When those fundamentals are solid, then when things start to fall apart, you see you see excellent performers be able to do creative and crazy stuff because they're able to navigate that environment soundly because they're not trying to figure out fundamentally what it is that what it is that I do, but rather how can that that fundamental or that skill get applied amid this creative environment, right? If if you talk to any creative person, you know, they'll tell you that that there is a there is some there's an art and a craft and technique that allows their creativity to really flourish. And it's within the bounds of those fundamentals that creativity can take root and expand and get really actually creative, right? So again, I want to challenge you to consider this technical preparation, despite the mundanity of it, is the again the foundation for what allows great creativity and excellence to occur when things particularly go wrong or or go at a fast pace. And so, 
you know, we have one of our coaches on staff uh, here at Notre Dame football that I hear often say all the time, hey guys, slow down, slow down. This is a training pace, not a competition pace. This is a training pace and a learning pace. So listen, if you're out there and you're a coach or you're a teacher or or you've got some new people on your teams at the business level that are learning, give them space to have a learning pace, right? What does that mean? Let them rep it slowly so that they can start to build that motor program and, w- and the program that they start to build is actually really sound, right? So I want you to think of a motor program like a computer program. You build computer programs to run, but if that program isn't built well, it's not going to deliver the output that you want. And so when we give people space and time to slow down a little bit, to actually get that that program built well and get the right fundamentals and technique in, then all of a sudden, as you start to rep that faster, you can start to build speed into that program. But again, give your teams p- space to learn so that they can actually build the right program and then start to increase the speed and the pace at which they rep it. And that way it gets wired in at the neurological level to not only be solid fundamentally, but also be able to be executed and replicated at pace. Right. I remember when I first started really lifting and training for soccer, um, I was on a club team out in Nebraska and we trained with Husker Power. And before we were able to actually use an actual bar in the weight room, they made us use PVC pipes. And it wasn't until our form and our technique was perfect that they allowed us to graduate to a lightweight metal bar and then a full weight bar and then actually putting plates on the bar. Right. And as I continued to learn and to train and to grow, one of my strengths became my speed and my conditioning and my training because my fundamentals were so, so solid. And that's how they progressively grew me up. And so by the time I got to Notre Dame to play, that that literally, that training piece and that execution and development was one of my greatest strengths as an athlete. And we have the opportunity as leaders and teachers and coaches and parents to give and afford that same opportunity to those that we get to train and grow up. So again, Give your give your people some space to learn and then rep that at pace so that that great motor program gets built and that technique gets solid. Because again, when adversity strikes or pressure comes, we're going to resort to whatever programs we've built. And we need to make sure those are solid, solid, solid at the fundamental technique level. So if you want to build um, technical preparation and a desire to get great technique into what we do, find fun ways to practice fundamentals. Again, Fundamentals, the first part of the word literally says fun. So they're fundamentals, but oftentimes it's like the most boring part of practice or training. Like whatever you're, if you're an engineer, get some fun ways for your students or or your new engineers to practice some of these fundamentals that are gonna go into them being incredible uh, influencers in whatever industry they choose. But here's the other thing, if you want to destroy people's desire and and want to go great fundamentals, just praise praise performers, uh, praise the performance without acknowledging their work or the process that they put into that. So when you see somebody do something great, if you if you don't want to if you don't want them to grow this understanding that fundamentals are important, just praise the outcome because they're going to learn the outcome is all that matters. It's not the process that matters. And so we need to be very careful about how we're communicating praise to people. And again, praise their effort, praise their work, praise their process, praise their technique and help them see like, hey, listen, that's the drill that we repped every day. It was actually awesome. I heard... um, Oh my gosh, the now head coach of the Detroit Lions that was then with the... 
uh, New England Patriots. Oh my God, is my I can see his face. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. I, I I saw him show a clip at a coach's clinic where he showed the correlation between their practices and game execution. So he she showed us drills that they repped at the New England Patriots every single day in practice. And these are not glamour drills. These are fundamental drills. And then he showed clips of high pressure games, particularly the Super Bowl, where they wound up coming back to win, saying, hey, see this right here? That is perfect technique. That's exactly that drill I just showed you that we repped every single day. There's it manifested on the field, right? So we have to understand that we've got to praise and show and show the correlation between time, energy, and attention spent on building fundamentals and the output that we're seeing, whether that's, again, in sport, in business, or in life right? So again, thank you guys so much for being with us. Your championship mindset training for this week is to create a five-minute drill that you can do to practice an essential technique in your role. So whatever your role is, what are some fundamental essential techniques that go into your craft? And create a fun five-minute drill that you can just refresh on on a technique that you know you've had for a while, or perhaps even a new one that you know to train to open your mind to continued learning and growth. It's been an absolute pleasure being here with you today. Again, this has been Dr. Amber Selking, your host of Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. I just really want to encourage you to reach out directly if there's any way that my team or I can support you and your continued pursuit of performance excellence. Uh, my email is amber at selkingperformance.com. We've got an awesome team of people that um, we do executive coaching, mid-level leadership and transition coaching, and mental performance coaching for, for athletes, and then also nutrition coaching, holistic nutrition coaching for anybody in in the development and growth of your journey toward excellence. So reach out if we can support you. We'd absolutely love that. And again, just follow us on all the social media sites. We're on Facebook at Selking Performance Group, Instagram at Selking Performance, um, on Twitter at Champ Mindsets. And we've got two eBooks out. You can find those on Amazon, but they're also on our website at www.selkingperformance.com. Thank you so much again for being with us. I look forward to being with you again next week. Uh, As always, go Irish. And from the locker room to the boardroom, I just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. Brightview Medical is a patient-oriented, medical healthcare organization with goals to improve the healthcare system by combining treatment and prevention methods to provide solutions that every patient can understand. By building their model of care on state-of-the-art imaging equipment coupled with blood, tissue, and urine analysis, they are able to establish where you are on the wellness spectrum. Once you are a patient, Their team is able to monitor your health year after year or as needed. They are currently planning on operating over 112 locations starting in every major NFL city. They are proudly new partners with the NFL Alumni Association to help bring their elevated level of care to former NFL players, their families, and everyone who is tired of the broken healthcare system in place today. To learn more about Brightview Medical, check out their website at www.brightviewmedical.com. 